move over Taco Tuesday because tonight is going to be wing night. That's right. The beers are going to be cold and the wings are going to be hot. So hot, I can nearly feel the sweat on the back of my neck just talking about it, which is great too because as of late, my wings have gotten a little too hip for their own good. Talking about garlic pepper rubs, teriyaki sauce, and other kind of chutneys that have no place near chicken wings, which is why tonight, bringing it back to basics with some super hot Call 911 wings. You know, I'm surprised that something like Wingness Day hasn't caught on yet, but that's probably because any night is a great night for chicken wings, but it hasn't always been that way. The chicken wing has been operating in plain sight forever, yet it just gained popularity over the last couple of decades. I'd like to talk about other things like that that have always been with us, but are more popular now than ever, including buffalo wings, almond milk, and transparents as we use adjectives to drop anchor and start joshing around. Practically speaking, chicken wings had long been discarded parts of the bird. Really too much work to get any real meat off of, and if you've ever had a chicken as leftovers, definitely dries out too quick to be used for anything else. So for the most part, chicken wings had always just been reserved for stock or simply tossed away. That is, until one fateful day in Buffalo, New York, However, there's varying stories of what exactly went down. It's an undisputed fact that hot wings originated in Buffalo. It's thought, at least by me, that that all came about in the Anchor Bar and Grill owned by Teresa Bellissimo and her husband Frank. However, when I look deeper into the story, I see there's another claim by John Young who came to Buffalo by way of Alabama, and he says that he's the one that brought deep frying chicken wings and then serving them hot to Buffalo and the world at large. And while it remains to be seen who's right, they're all in the Buffalo Chicken Wing Hall of Fame. For a while, I made the best wings in town, and it all began with that original recipe from the Anchor Bar and Grill in Buffalo, New York. The recipe's pretty simple. It's one-to-one -one part hot sauce to butter, with a little salt and pepper thrown in. So for every stick of butter, you need eight tablespoons of hot sauce and a tablespoon of vinegar. The recipe for losing four straight Super Bowls is also pretty simple. It's just Jim Kelly, a touch of Thurman Thomas, and a dash of Don Beebe. I don't mean to bag on the Buffalo Bills though. Instead, I love their mascot. From what I can find, it's the only mascot based not on the team name, but instead on the city's name. But as I'm sure you know, they're not named after buffaloes, but instead for Buffalo Bill Cody, who is an American scout, bison hunter, and showman most famous for Buffalo Bill's Wild West. And while he never lived in Buffalo, his dad's from Toronto, which is close enough, I guess. Buffalo Bill Cody grew up around the Midwest in the Kansas Territory, which is where you'll find many a state fair that will serve up any kind of fried foods. I went through a list of 25 fried foods served up at the Texas State Fair last year, and I'm repulsed by almost every item on the list, from margaritas, beer, and salsa, to jelly beans and PB&J. The only thing I might eat is a deep-fried Snickers or deep-fried Oreo, and that's a little more pedestrian indeed. I do remember at one point causing cacophony at a county fair when I tried to get a prize-winning 4-H pig to eat a fried Oreo. He was very excited until he found out, like all the rest of us, that that fried cream be hot, yo. Fast food restaurants have gotten into the fried fracas in recent years. It all began when KFC released that chicken sandwich where the chicken was actually the bun 
housing bacon and cheese in between. Now, I never got to try that deep fried nightmare, but it is on my list to try the new Taco Bell taco where the shell is actually fried chicken. Now, I don't know how much further we can push the envelope, but if we can make a deep fried envelope, I would love to lick that stamp. Seemingly, fried chicken is the siren song that's lured many a celebrity into the restaurant business. In the same vein as the now-closed Gladys Knight's Chicken and Waffles, Ludacris has a restaurant in the Atlanta airport called Chicken and Beer. Also in Atlanta, rapper T.I. has a high-end fried chicken restaurant called Scales 925. Now keep in mind, this isn't a dialogue about race because Sandra Bullock also operates a high-end chicken restaurant called Walton's Fancy and Staple in Austin, Texas, while John Bon Jovi's serving fried chicken out of his soul kitchen in New Jersey. They would be doing things out of the same page as the gambler himself, Kenny Rogers. Of course, Kenny Rogers Roasters wasn't fried chicken, much like Boston Market, it was rotisserie chicken sold with a ton of tasty family-sized sides. Now, Kenny Rogers was only part founder of the Kenny Rogers Roasters. The other part was John Y. Brown Jr., the man who bought the 11 herbs and spices from the colonel himself and put KFC on the map. I did not know that the former CEO of KFC was also the governor of Kentucky up until 1979. And then in the late 80s, he got together with Kenny Rogers and they started Kenny Rogers Roasters. But alas, they couldn't make it last because in 1998, they declared bankruptcy and got bought by Nathan's Famous. The secret to great fried chicken is to soak the chicken in milk overnight before you deep fry it. I was reading a recent interview with worldwide icon singer and diva Mariah Carey when she was asked if it's true that she bathes in mineral water, to which she responded, I guess I would if I didn't have any clean water, but to keep my skin looking its best, I bathe in milk. I bet you do, Mariah. Looking good, too. We see you, girl. And while pre-soaked diva milk doesn't pass my Cheerios test, there's got to be a market for a tub filled with milk of Mariah. If that statement didn't make me a social Mariah, then this one might because my family's now switched from cow's milk to almond milk. And what I want to know is why they call it milk and not juice because clearly they press the liquid out of these almonds. Unless, of course, these nuts have a pair of teats that I'm just not seeing. Which is why it's crazy that almond milk is healthy because you'd think if nuts produce milk, they'd be full of trans fat. I'm not going to apologize for the trans jokes because by now you have to realize this kind of talk is cathartic for me. But for the sake of decency and the jokes I now feel entitled to tell, let's just be glad I didn't recently find out my dad was black or Jewish. Recently, there was an article by Mashable that came through one of my social feeds and the headline mixed with the graphic didn't make sense to me because the article was about top 10 gifts to get your trans dad on Father's Day and the picture was that of a man with his arm around a son and a daughter. And I'll tell you that that's what my dad looked like when I was a kid, but she doesn't look like that anymore. We've talked about how the term dad should be gender neutral, right? Because I'm not going to start celebrating my dad on Mother's Day just because he made a change. He's still my father, my stud, or my sire, right? And none of that has changed to me, the son. So full transparency, I think that was a miss, Mashable. All that said, it seems we as a people have decided on three primary ways to name things. Either where they're from, like buffalo wings, what they look like, such as almond milk, or something abstract, like scientific Latin, or the names of apps on your phone. 
Alas, it's time to close those apps, cut off the flapper, and end the show. I want to dedicate this episode to a blue-blooded fraternity house in Kentucky that passed down the knowledge of how to quickly debone a wingette. College. No regrets. Whether you're milking nuts or still keeping a cow around, remember, if you never give up, you can always outrun a letdown. And with that, it's time to ingest a five-alarm fire in my chest. If you don't know what's for dinner, just wing it. Until the next time we get fried and start joshing around.